Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at number 1542, that's episode 1542. And yeah, let's talk about Han's abandonment issues. So, you know, there's got to be something about the mom there and we don't know a lot of it yet. There's a line in the novelization for Solo A Star Wars Story where Han is preparing to tell the one story he remembers about his mother before they are interrupted, he and Lando, as they're having a bit of a reminiscence about family and whatnot, and Lando asks if Han and his father were close, and he says, not really. We find out later on in the novel that Han, you know, was abandoned by his father somehow. We don't necessarily know the circumstances for it, unfortunately, but it comes up as Beckett is deciding to leave, or at least so we think is happening, obviously. <laughs> Other things happen in the movie, but, you know, the whole thing about Beckett leaving, Han is basically looking for a father figure of some type to replace the father that he hasn't had, and certainly there's no real father figure in the White Worms or anything like that, so Beckett becomes sort of the nearest thing to it, and it's a huge letdown for Han when he loses Beckett because, yeah, he's been looking up to him, and there is a very strong tie that's drawn between Beckett and Han's father by Mer Lafferty in the novelization just like oh my gosh it's happening again I'm being abandoned I'm being left behind by you know a person that I had been hoping I could put some trust in and who could help kind of guide me through the world to some degree and it's rather interesting to look at that experience and look at Han Solo when we see him in A New Hope and realize that, you know, he's had a life where he has had to grow up without father figures and where he's had to be his own father and where, you know, leaving people behind, like, that's something that matters to him very strongly, like that whole idea. He doesn't like to do it. When it happened with him and Kira, it just it drove him absolutely insane. And the whole three years where he was like, you know, I'm just trying to make enough money to get a ship and be able to get back to Corellia and get her out of there. You know, I don't think there's any part of us that doubted that that's how he felt about Kira, but that really is, you know, there was a deep motivation in that regard. And it isn't just because he loved her. It was also because he understood the whole notion of being abandoned and how horrible that was. And he felt it with what happened with Kira and he felt responsible for abandoning her and didn't want to do that. So imagine how bad Han feels about Kira having flown off with Dryden Voss's yacht, just taken off and flown away. That is not really addressed very strongly in the novelization as far as another abandonment per se, but you gotta think that that right there has to be one of the you know hardest abandoning situations that Han has ever gone through. So now we see him, you know, 10 years later in A New Hope and you know, as cynical as could be. And, you know, he definitely sees himself as having grown and almost sees himself, I guess, in the Beckett position in a way where he's able to say, Luke, come on, you should come with us. You're pretty good in a fight. We could use it, somebody like you. And, you know, when Luke says no, you know, you see what they're doing there and, and all of that. So, you know, it doesn't seem like it would take a lot for Chewbacca to have to convince Han, like, hey, maybe we should go back 
and help. I mean, you know, Kira has obviously said, you know, I know who you really are. You're the good guy. And that obviously carries through too. But there's definitely something about the abandonment side of the equation where, you know, whatever it is that you know, Han has been through between his father and between Beckett and Kira and who knows what else has happened in the interim, but nobody does well by being left behind. And I think that that's probably the lever that Chewie used when he was talking to Han about, no, we need to go back and help these people and help Luke and this whole Death Star equation. So ultimately it comes down to finding a psychological hook for Han Solo's character that feeds well into the events of A New Hope. And I think that is probably one of the bigger successes of Solo A Star Wars Story, like getting to the characterization of Han Solo in yeah, maybe we don't need to deconstruct the character, you know, maybe there's a world where it's just, you know, he's already super cool as it is, so why try to figure out why he's super cool or why he's this, that, or the other, but I think, you know, if you're going to do an origin story to try and explain how he became the person that he was when we saw him in A New Hope, well, you know, I think you definitely could have done worse with the story, and I think they quite honestly, did pretty well. It's, you know, difficult to do a character like that and to really dive into that examination and at the same time to have to make sure that it matches up to a character that we meet 10 years later in one of the most iconic movies of all time. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to point you to something that is for adults only that might be rather amusing for you. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, if you haven't checked out Nissan's Best in the Galaxy Customizer, then what's keeping you? Here's the link to do it real quick. It's sw7x7.com slash custom. That'll get you right there. You can customize a Rogue, an Ultima, or a Titan and give it a design inspired by the Millennium Falcon, by an Imperial Heavy TIE Fighter, Moloch's Landspeeder, or four other different designs. Check it out, sw7x7.com slash custom. And hey, Solo A Star Wars Story is now available on digital and it's coming September 25th on Blu-ray and new in 4K Ultra HD as well. Welcome back. So if you haven't heard of the editing room before, then you're in for a treat. Though this is something that is for adults only, won't get to be able to share this with the younger kids at least, but the-editing-room.com has very funny abridged scripts for movies, and I've just had a chance to check out the Solo A Star Wars Story abridged script, and it is a riot. <laughs> and so, uh, let's see, the address is the-editing-room.com slash solo.html, and it is worth quite a few laughs in <laughs> the Paul Bettany line introducing himself and please ignore the fact that it looks like a cat landed on my face or them playing Savak and the narrative line in there is they play Space Uno and Alden loses. <laughs> There's some hysterical lines in there quite honestly so that's again uh, not safe for work language and whatnot so you've been warned blah 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 anyway the editing room check them out it's good fun. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. If you are not subscribing, please subscribe. If you're not supporting it on Patreon, please support me on Patreon, please. That would be really awesome. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash SW7X7. For now, though, it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode. 
and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.